what, I've been there. After an early shower in the morning when I just, my brain is not on. Anybody ever been sitting on a bit like that? I've fallen into that trap before. I'm not a morning person, though. Ultimately, that's why I became a pastor. I'm not a morning person, and we have better hours. Better don't have to wake up early in the morning very often. It's 7.30. That's okay, because you're a pastor. It's fine. Um, people need help at night, not in the morning. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> but... That's not what we're talking about. I have no idea why I'm revealing that about myself today. It's going to be one of those days. Uh, guys, we're wrapping up our series called Wisdom today. And honestly, this is a good one. And I want you, I want you to lean in because as I've processed uh, the content of, of this message today, it's, it's beaten me up quite a bit because I've realized, oh man, there's some habits in my life that I've got to fix uh, myself. And so know this today, as I am sharing this word with you, I, I've been preaching to myself this week a lot. Uh, and honestly, just for what it's worth, I know wherever you are today, Goshen, give yourselves a round of applause. You're looking good today. Uh, we got people joining us in Mishawaka and Nashville and St. Pete, anywhere online. I don't know what, what your life looks like or what your week was like, uh, but mine was just kind of intense this week. It was crazy. It was a little overwhelming. Uh, but we gathered on Wednesday as a staff uh, to have staff chapel, and we walked through this content. And it was one of those, those staff chapel moments where I think it just kind of resonated a little bit harder than most. We just kind of had this realization of, oh, what we're talking about here is actually really important, and I think it impacts all of us at some sort of level. So I just want to encourage you today to, to lean in, because no matter who you are, what stage of life you're in, I think what we're talking about today, it matters, because it's, it's a topic that sneaks into your life pretty easily, and you don't really recognize it until you realize, oh man, this has neutralized me for, for a long time in ways that I that I never would have imagined possible. And that's why I just think it's really important that we lean in today uh, as we talk about this, this principle from the, the book of Proverbs. We've been talking about a couple different uh, types of players here over the last few weeks. Uh, we kicked off with the idea that uh, in Proverbs, it identifies someone known as the fool, or we're, we're classifying them as the stupid. This is the person who just sees problems on the road ahead and does nothing to fix them or avoid them. He just walks right into them. I mean, the, the stupid person is not teachable. The stupid person doesn't have a fear of God. The stupid doesn't want to listen to anybody except his own opinion. And man, that's not the life you want to live. You don't want to be a stupid. It, all right. Last week we talked about the idea of this person who is smug. This is the person who is proud and arrogant and haughty. And there's this realization that that pride in, in who you are and your ability in your own mind to say, God, I know how to live my life better than you do. I'm going to do things my way to my own detriment. That pride is what is the result of every sin in our life. It overflows out of this sense of pride. I'm going to do things my way, the way that I want to do them. I've got this. I, I am the master of my universe. The universe revolves around me. It's, it's that kind of attitude that gets us into a ton of trouble. We've got to realize we've got to walk humbly, walk humbly with God and listen, be teachable uh, to, to what God is speaking into our lives because pride, man, it blinds us and it kills our soul. Well, today... We're talking about uh, the final person that you see all throughout the book of Proverbs, and that's the slacker, all right? The slacker. And nobody likes the slacker. And listen, I get it. You're like, Tim, it's Memorial Day weekend, and we're the ones at church. We didn't go camping. Why are you telling us to stop being a slacker? You guys are the ones who did it. Congratulations, you're in. And I love that. But and you know what? I got to give a shout out. If you're watching online from a campsite, good for you. I'll give you half credit for that. That's fantastic. So 
the realization is, you know, I think a lot of times we don't like to classify ourselves as a slacker. We think that's somebody else's problem, right? That's not me. And yet, oh my goodness, the more I, the more I, I was diving into this topic, I realized, man, this idea of being a slacker, it, it creeps into our lives. It's, it's sneaky. And we talked about how pride is, is really the heart of someone who is smug last week. Well, that's one of the seven deadly sins. Another, another one of the seven deadly sins that we don't talk about very often is the sin of, of sloth. It's the sin of laziness. And I know that when I say sloth, immediately there's a percentage of you that just think of that character in Ice Age. I know, I know that's where your mind goes. That's where mine goes. I mean, I've just, yeah, it's, it's this guy talks like this. And I, the world is ending. The, sloth? You guys are with me? Okay, yeah. We're not talking about that character. We're talking about the actual... This, the spirit of laziness and the spirit of apathy. And I want to encourage you to think about this in a way that, that is serious. Because when it comes to that spirit of sloth and laziness, that really is the spirit behind this, this slacker mentality, I hope you recognize that, man, if the devil can't make you bad, he's going to make you busy. And this attitude of the slacker, the spirit of the sloth, it's, it's dangerous because that spirit of, of the sloth, it doesn't really care if you're fanatic about something or you're apathetic about something. That, it doesn't really matter. Just as long as the target that your, your life is aiming for is worthless, and when you start to consider, you know, what is the effort that I'm putting in, you know, fanatically or, or what's the area in my life that I need to be focusing on that I'm not, where I'm just being lazy, when you start to recognize that, man, there is a point to life that matters. There is the investment in things that are eternal. There is the investment of me and my relationship with God, with my family, with my spouse, the, the spiritual disciplines that God has called me to put into practice. When I start to begin to realize that my fanaticism, my excitement about other things is distracting me from the things that are really important, or on the other end of the spectrum, my apathy, like my complete lack of passion or, or effort toward that is keeping me on the sidelines, it doesn't really matter which side of the spectrum you fall on. If you're, if you're aiming your life at a target that doesn't matter and, and frittering away your time on things that just don't have eternal significance, then I think we've got to recognize we're falling into the trap of the slacker. We're missing out. And today, I just hope that we can refocus. I hope that you can identify some areas in your life where this has crept in and whether you've fallen on the side of things where you've just been apathetic about the things of God, you've been lazy. Or you've been so fanatical about something else that that has taken your focus off who God is and who he's calling you to be. However you need to refocus, I'm challenging you today that if God speaks to you, be willing to say yes. Be willing to take that step off, you know, off the couch, you know, whatever, eating chips and ice cream and, and say, okay, I'm giving some effort. Or refocus and saying, man, I've been giving a lot of time to this and it really doesn't matter. It really is distracting me from what is really important. Where, wherever you're at on that spectrum, I just encourage you to lean in and to put the, God, the wisdom of God into practice in your life. Proverbs 1.7 says, Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. That's really the heart of the book of Proverbs. It's the thesis, if you will. This is, this is why Solomon wrote this book. It's so that we can understand who God is and learn about him and put wisdom into practice in our lives. And when you define wisdom, that really is what it is. Knowledge is information that has been learned. You can know a lot of things, but that doesn't make you wise. 
understanding. It recognizes how to apply this knowledge. That's good. Like, you can pass a test on it. That's fantastic. You get how it works. That's great. But wisdom, wisdom happens when you turn knowledge and understanding into action. It's when you put it into practice in your life. And that's why I think moments like this are so important, because if we can identify and recognize some areas in our lives where, man, this, this spirit of, of sloth, this spirit of laziness has crept into my life, wisdom, it, it sees it and understands it and doesn't just ignore it. It actually puts into practice a solution of how I overcome that. And that's my challenge to you today. That's what I'm asking you to do is, is put this into practice in your life. Uh, James 1.5 says, if you need wisdom, Ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. I think that's a beautiful promise from God that we can ask for his wisdom and he will give it to us every single time. So you don't have to, you know, play the fool. You don't have to wonder, you know, what is it that God has for me? When you seek his face, when you ask for his wisdom, God says he will give that to us generously. So I challenge you today, seek his face. Seek his wisdom and his truth for your life and be willing to put that into practice. So let's define the slacker. Let's just take a second and do this. In Proverbs 6, it says, take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. I love how that is phrased in the New Living Translation. Take, take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer, gathering food for the winter. But you, lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. I mean, there's a warning here. He's saying, be careful. It's okay to take a break for a while. It's okay to get some rest. And, you know, I'm going to you know, get my mental capacity, mental strength back up and, and be healthy. That, that's all good. But he makes the warning here, hey, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little bit of laziness that creeps into your, your life. And man, it can all fall apart pretty quick. You have to stay the course. You have to keep fighting the fight. Because the moment you lose focus, the moment you get distracted, well, man, you can find yourself in a place that you never intended to be. And when we talk about this idea of sloth, I, I want to say this again. It is excessive laziness and indifference towards spiritual and, and physical work. And that's a place we can't allow ourselves to live. We can't just be content taking the easy path every single time. The, the things in life that God, are, God is calling us to, they're, they're difficult things. They're difficult choices. We have to be intentional about leaning into those and, and being disciplined. Those, those are the things we have to put into practice in our life to, to become the people that God created us to be, to, to live out the purpose and the plan that God has for us, to, to truly live life to the fullest. And the problem is, uh, you know, we all have uphill dreams. We want to be great. We want to be the person that God called us to be. And so we have uphill dreams, but we have downhill habits. And that's where this spirit of indifference, this apathy, the idea of the sloth, it gets a foothold in our life because I know who I want to be. I believe that there's a plan for my life, that God has a purpose for me, and he's given me gifts to use for him and for his glory. I know who I want to be. I have uphill dreams, but I have downhill habits in my life that, that just keep me where I am and keep me spinning my wheels, and that's what we've got to overcome. If we can be wise and apply this knowledge and understanding to our lives, it helps us become who God created us to be. And there's warnings right and left in Proverbs. They're all over the place, and I want to highlight this before we dive into a couple of these, these principles and details that we see about the life of the slacker. The reason that this is so significant, and it is significant, is because 
when Jesus was asked in the New Testament multiple times, when he was asked, what's the greatest commandment? Like, what is the most important thing? Like, Jesus, if I have to do one thing in this life and get it right, what is it that I, I can't miss? And Jesus reiterated this multiple times throughout the Gospels. He said unequivocally, the greatest command is this, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind and all of your strength. This is the greatest commandment. There's, there's, no, there's nothing more important than that. He says the second one is this, love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, that's pretty big too. But if you're thinking in terms of what's the most important thing, Jesus is highlighting, hey, you've got to give Jesus everything you've got. There's no room for, for apathy or distraction or just complete disinterest in the things of God. If you're going to get it right and become the person that God created you to be, experience life to the fullest, you've got to chase after Jesus. And you've got to be willing to follow when he calls. And that road is not an easy road sometimes. Sometimes you're going to have to take a stand that's unpopular. Sometimes you're going to have to give up some things in your life that you thought were great. But Jesus is calling you to something better. And when we allow this spirit of sloth to creep in our lives, that apathy, that indifference toward the things of God, that's when we fail to live out that great commandment. That's why we don't think about it as being like this killer, but I'm telling you, this, this spirit of laziness, this spirit of, of indifference and being allowed to be distracted from the things of God, it takes us from the very place, the most important place that God calls us to be. And so if there's something in your life that's distracting you, that's keeping you, that's preventing you from chasing Jesus with everything that you've got, we've got to deal with that. We've got to get that out of our lives. And so here's what it says about the slacker. You might be a slacker if you, number one, let's start here, have no work ethic, all right? And you're going, oh, man, that's, that hurts a little bit. Uh, you're coming at me hard, Tim. Well, let, let's talk about this for a second. I love this verse. Proverbs 26 says, as a door swings back and forth on its hinges, so the lazy person turns over in bed. That's fantastic. Nobody thinks that's a great verse. Can you see it? <sighs> Hit snooze. Can you see the person turning like a door on its hinges? Can you, have you been the person that's the door on the hinges? I love the snooze button. I love it. I love it. But think about it. As the door swings back and forth on its hinges, so the lazy person turns over in bed. It says lazy people have food in their hand, but don't even lift it to their mouth. Now that is lazy. Can you imagine being that? I don't think that applies to anybody in this room. You, listen, I haven't talked about it in a while, but I still love myself a big bowl of ice cream, all right? I'm just throwing that out there. I don't eat as much as I used to because I'm 45 now, and then somewhere along the line, it just starts sticking. You can't get rid of it as easy as you used to, so you got to everything in moderation. But if I had like a spoonful of, of ice cream, anything with chocolate or brownies in it, I'm in. I'm a fan. You give me that spoonful of ice cream, there is no way... That doesn't make it into my mouth. Like, what are we talking about? Like, like I got a delicious piece of pizza in your hand. Like, ah, it looks delicious. That's ah, so heavy. <laughs> I just don't. Uh, uh, mm. <laughs> What are we talking about, right? What a ridiculous picture. As a door swings on its hinges, so the lazy person rolls over in bed. The, the lazy person has food in his hand, but is too lazy to pick it up. And you think, well, what a ridiculous statement that is. But can we just, can we get real for a second? 
We talk about the things of God. Man, God has given us every single thing we know to experience salvation, to experience life to the fullest with him. We, we see it in his word. We see it in the fellowship and the community that we have in the church. We all know that if we say yes to Jesus, we can be forgiven, we can, set, we can be set free. That if we keep saying yes to him, if we keep being obedient and stay focused on him, that he's gonna help us live into the purpose that he created us for. We know that we have gifts and abilities that God has given us to use for him and for his glory. And, and we know that if we live generously, man, you can't outgive God. Like God gives us this, this plan that we can give generously, we can live generously, we can be forgiven, we can be set free, we can be a part of a community that connects people with Jesus and it changes everything. And we're offered this life and it's sitting right there and it's right in your hand and oftentimes it's right there and we're too lazy to actually eat it. It's right there. And we don't put it into practice in our lives. That's what we do with knowledge and understanding when we don't turn it into wisdom. It's sitting right there, but we don't actually eat it. We don't actually put it into practice. And so we can fall into that trap of saying, oh, laziness, that's for somebody else. But I have a feeling that all of us have something that's just right there, that we all recognize God's put this in my life. He's given me this challenge. It's in my hand. He's promising me that if I just say yes and, you know, I'm willing to eat it, take it, put it in my mouth, I, it's, it's going to be fine. I'm, I'm going to live life to the fullest. I believe that. But it just sits there, either because we're distracted by other things going around or we're just indifferent. It doesn't matter. All that matters with sloth is that you're aiming your life at something that doesn't, doesn't have any significance. And if I'm being real, I think the thing that I've been struggling with this week is that I'm distracted. I don't know if you're distracted. It's not that I'm lazy or indifferent or apathetic. I don't think I fall into that category. I think I've allowed myself to be distracted. You know, well, what does that mean in, in life? Well, let's start here. Um, I can find time to binge all kinds of stuff on Netflix or Hulu or pick the, pick the application of your choice. We can watch all kinds of seasons. You know, I've watched The Office 87 times. This is great. I don't know how I found time to do that. Uh, but it's a challenge to get in and, and spend time with God in His Word every day, right? Like, wait, how does that, how does that work? How does that function? The thing that's hit me between the eyes this week is this right here. Hold on a second. I'll pull this out. They're like, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, that's my phone. Hold on. I actually, I need, <laughs> found something here. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, church people. Oh, I see you guys on Facebook. I see what's going on. We can get distracted by that, right? I think when you think about the idea of, of sloth, yeah, you can be lazy, but you can also be apathetic and, and fanatical about things that don't matter. Well, I tell you what I've found time for. I've found time to be on my phone. You know, you ever get the report of how, how long you've been on your phone during the day? Anybody ever get mortified by that? Like, oh my goodness, what happened? And I think the perfect example of sloth in our culture today is, man, we can spend hours and hours on our phones or playing video games or streaming something on TV and we spend all that time focusing on things that have zero value. Meanwhile, our relationship with God is suffering. Our marriages are suffering. Don't have a good relationship with our kids. Sloth is the thing that comes in, and it's a silent killer. It can destroy us from the inside out. 
And I want to make sure today that you're not missing out because it's a trap we can fall into without even realizing it. And I think a lot of times it just takes us being intentional. How am I going to spend my time? Make sure that I'm setting aside time each and every day to invest in things that have eternal significance, to make sure that my life isn't aiming at a target that doesn't matter because that's the killer. That's the devastating blow that the slacker experiences. I don't want that to be any of us. I don't want that to be me. Is it bad to have a phone? Is it bad to watch something on Netflix? No. Is it bad to play a video game? No. But if it's distracting you from things that matter, I think it's, it's good to reevaluate the time that we're spending, where we're spending it, and how we're spending it, because we all have uphill dreams, right? I want to be who God created me to be, but we have downhill habits. We got to make sure that we're not allowing ourselves to be distracted or taken out of the plan that God has for our lives. And speaking of plan, you might be a slacker if you, one, have no work ethic, but number two, have no plan. It says Proverbs 24, those too lazy to plow in the right season will have no food at the harvest. I mean, he's pointing out something really simple, but really important. Uh, it, if you don't have a plan, you're going to be in trouble. You got to be intentional. The farmers have a plan, right? In the springtime, they come out, they, they plow the field, they loosen up the dirt, they plant the seeds, they water it throughout the spring and the summer, and then in the harvest time, in the fall, they've got crops to gather. They've got a living to make. They've got some stuff to sell, and everything is good. But if you don't, you know, have a plan, if you're not intentional, it's not going to work out. If you don't put in the work, you're going to come to the fall and be like, oh, where's the plan? Oh, yeah, I didn't plant the stuff, right? It's, it's a mess of our own making, and if you're a slacker, man, you're struggling because you don't have the work ethic. You don't have the plan. And something that I see more and more is that you just have no grit. I think a side effect of, this, of someone who's a slacker is it's, a, it's someone who it, they give up in the face of adversity. At the first inkling that this is going to be a difficult journey, they say, ah, I'd rather take the easy way out. And, and God calls us to a path that it's difficult we have to have grit. I, I, I think that's a word that's even getting lost on the next generation. Can I just have some fun in this moment? I told uh, someone recently at a sporting event, it had finished up, and I said, hey, listen, you did a great job. It was someone who'd been pitching at a baseball game, and they'd pitched a great game, but it had been a rocky start, and I could see they were shaking up a little bit. They were getting a little bit nervous, and this guy just settled in, and he pitched great and got out of it with no runs. And I said after the game, I said, hey, I just want you to know that was a gritty performance. And my son was standing beside me, and as we left, he said, Dad, why did, why did you say it was a gritty, ex, gritty performance? The gritty is a dance. What are you talking about? Was he doing the gritty? I said, gritty. Do you not know what gritty? The gritty? No, we're not doing this. <laughs> grit. Grit, which that was a great gritty. I just want you to know that. Um, <laughs> grit, toughness. Leaning in when things get tough. Man, Jesus says, if you want to follow me, you're going to have to deny yourself. This isn't going to be an easy path. Sometimes you're going to have to take up your cross, and you're going to have to follow me. And that's the example that Jesus set for us. Jesus, who, man, in one of the most gritty moments in the universe, walks down that path of suffering and shame, carries the cross, is beaten, is nailed to that cross. He suffers and dies so that we can be forgiven and we can be set free. You talk about taking a difficult path. You talk about grit. Jesus is the one who, who paves the way for us. And here we are. It's Memorial Day weekend. And what an amazing moment we have to just stop and just remember 
those who paid the ultimate price for our freedom. Can we just give a round of applause wherever you are for everyone who has served, for everyone who's been willing to put themselves in that place? Because that is the ultimate act of sacrifice. That's an ultimate act of love. Jesus says himself, there's no greater love than when a man lays down his life for his friend. That's what Jesus did for us. When we take communion, like we did last week here at Crossroads, we're remembering the price that Jesus paid for us. That had grit. That took determination. That's the person who presses on. That's not a slacker mentality. That's exactly the opposite. In Proverbs 15, 19, it says, a lazy person's way is blocked with briars, but the path of the upright is an open highway, right? If, if you're struggling with a slack or you're like trying to find excuses, all you're going to see are the negatives. Oh, I can't do that because that, that's a problem. That's a hurdle I'd have to overcome. Whereas if you're after it, you're chasing Jesus, after Jesus with everything you've got, you don't see any obstacles. Like, I am chasing after this. I'm chasing this down. This is who I am. This is who I've called to be. This is the life I'm going to live. It, I'm not going to be stopped. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to let anything get in the way of that. And, and we've got to lean into that. The slacker, man, has no work ethic, has no plan, has no grit, and, and it gives no effort. And this is the one that kills me, that the person who's slacking, the person who's been aiming their life at a target that just doesn't matter, and, and has for years been reaping the consequences and repercussions of that and is not fulfilled, is not living their purpose and honestly finds themselves in a miserable place. Even though they find themselves in a miserable situation, they still make no attempt to make it better. I mean, what a terrible place to be. No effort. Man, Proverbs 24. I want to I read this. I walked by the field of a lazy person, the vineyard of one with no common sense. I saw that it was overgrown with nettles. It was covered with weeds and its walls were broken down. Then as I looked and thought about it, I learned this lesson. A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. I mean, if you're not willing to give effort to the life that God has called you to, you can't then just wonder why I don't see God moving and working in my life. I don't feel like I'm, I'm living out or experiencing God's purpose and plan for my life. Well, you got to lean into it. You got to take the first step. That starts with saying yes to Jesus for the first time, and then you keep saying yes to him when he challenges you to step out of your comfort zone, when he challenges you to use the gifts and abilities that he's given you, when he challenges you to lead the way in generosity in your life. Those are the ways that we grow and become the people that God created us to be. And if, if we don't put in the effort we're not going to get there. The final piece of this is you might be a slacker if you have excuses, right? And everybody has excuses. Proverbs 22, the lazy person claims, there's a lion out there. If I go outside, I might get killed. I can't go to work today. There's a lion. That's just a great, I, I don't know what that means. I don't know that there was a lion there. It's just, he's making up an excuse, right? Well, I saw in a movie, there's monsters. If I go outside, there's monsters. I might die. They're coming up with any excuse they can to not go out there and put in the work and put in the effort to make a difference. We cannot fall into that trap. I have to say this again. I think God gives us a plan that we follow him, and it, it's a dream that we shoot for. It, it's uphill dreams. We gotta fight our downhill habits. We gotta say, no, this is not who I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna fall into the trap of being apathetic towards the things of God. I'm also not gonna fall into the trap of being distracted in such a way that I am excited about and fanatical about things that ultimately don't matter. I think this, this moment gives us the opportunity to refocus the, the direction that our lives are heading. 
to really ultimately apply great wisdom to our lives, to identify areas in my life where, man, I'm investing a lot of time in this area, and it just simply does not matter. I think it's a win today if, if we can all leave reevaluating how we're spending our time, reevaluating what it is that we're actually focused on, and making sure that as we leave today that we're being intentional about chasing those uphill dreams with uphill habits. Make sure that I'm spending time focusing on my relationship with Jesus, actually actively becoming more like him, about being better dads and moms, about being better spouses, investing in things that have eternal value. We get, we get one shot at this life, and it passes us by. It, it passes quick. And when we stand before God, we're going to be held into account for what we did with Jesus and what we did with, with the gifts, with the time, the opportunities that he gave us. Make sure that your, your life is aimed, it's pointed at a target that has eternal significance. Don't miss out on the beautiful life that God is calling you to. Make sure you're not apathetic toward the things of God. Make sure you're not distracted by things that don't matter. Lean in and put it into practice. Don't forget, wisdom turns knowledge and understanding into action. That's what wisdom is. So don't just know this. Don't understand it. Say, oh, that's a good point, and then leave, you know, with the food in your hand and not putting it in, right? Don't be that person. Put it into practice. Are you being a slacker? I've been grappling with this all week. My life, my schedule's filled with, with things, and, you know, they might not be bad things. They're not bad things. But if they're things that are distracting me from my focus, preventing me from being a better dad, a better husband, a better follower of Jesus. Let's make sure that everything is in the right place, that we have the right priorities. Let's make sure we're chasing after the things of God, that we're truly loving him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, and all of our strength. I finish by saying Proverbs 1-7, fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, reverence for who he is. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. Can we start here today, Crossroads? Can the first ask be, hey, make sure you've said yes to Jesus, because that's the ultimate target to, to be pointing your life to. The first thing we have to make sure is that we've all said yes to Jesus, and every week at Crossroads, we give people a chance to say yes to Jesus, because I want to make sure that everybody has a chance to be forgiven and set free. Jesus paid a price that you couldn't pay, and he paid that price so you could be forgiven and set free. And so if you're realizing this morning for the first time that, that you need to accept that gift would you be willing to join all of us in this moment and just say this prayer together? Would you say this with us? Jesus, I need you. I believe you are the savior of the world, that you gave your life to forgive my sins and that God raised you from the grave so that I could have eternal life. Thank you for loving me. I am saying yes to you, Jesus. Come into my life. I will follow you. Amen. And can we give him the praise and the glory? Because there is no one like him. There's no one like him. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time today, would you please, when we're done here, come and talk to Stu. Stu, raise, raise your hand, wave at it. That, that is Stu. Right? Give it up for Stu right there. That's Stu right there. Uh, he would love to talk with you. He would love to pray with you. He would love to celebrate what God has done for you and help you begin this journey as you walk with Jesus. And can we just stand as we prepare to sing one more song and lean into one more moment because I, I don't want to leave today without making sure that we have a chance 
to lean into who God is and who he's calling us today. And so as the band begins to play and we begin to prepare to sing about the reckless love that God has for us, that love that doesn't quit, can you just bow your head and close your eyes with me? And can you just be willing in this moment to give to God whatever it is he's been speaking to you about? If you've been apathetic to the things of God, if you've been ignoring his voice, would you just be willing to lean in and and say, yes, Jesus, I'm going to chase after you? If you've been distracted by some things in your life that have been drowning out the voice of God and you realize you need to refocus and, and be a little bit more intentional in your relationship with him, would you just be willing to take this moment to draw close to him and lean into to what he has for you? Because you know what that is. I can't make that decision for you. You're holding out your hand and God's got something for you. You've got to decide what you're going to do with that. I challenge you today. Don't leave without putting that into practice. Leaving with God's wisdom for your life. Jesus, you're so good. We just thank you for the incredible love that you have for us. And I ask God that you would help us uh, to chase after you with everything that we have. God, help us not to hold anything back, to give it all to you. I'm asking, God, that you would meet us here in a fresh new way, that we would leave just focused on you, just recommitting and refocusing today on the fact that we want our lives to be aimed at something that matters. We want our our lives to be aimed at you. So God, give us the strength. Give us your wisdom. God, help us to follow you. We love you. We praise you today. We pray this in your name. Amen.